0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Get
1: ready for it. Ready? Happy days are here again. The skies above are clear again. So let's sing our song of cheer again. Happy days are here again. Markets at all-time highs today. The S&P 500 cracked 3,000. It hasn't held it quite yet, but maybe it will as the day goes on. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is higher. The NASDAQ saw higher. What happened to cause such glee when last week we had a little bit of a, how shall we say, compression? This week, not so much. What's interesting about it, it's not the 10-year Treasury bond sending us lower. A couple weeks ago, 10-year Treasury was at 195, and I was like, woo, that's going to send the markets higher. But today, it's actually something that um, is very similar and yet a little bit different. It's the Federal Reserve Chairman Powell talking to Congress and basically saying, I'm open-minded about cutting rates next week. Or, uh, and uh, The uncertainty that has hit in June has caused Fed Chairman, Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell, to say, hey, I'm willing to cut monetary policy in the United States. So that's sent all the markets higher. So he would cut the interest rate, but right now the market's kind of doing something kind of funny. The two years dipping, but the, the 10 year and the, the 30 year is moving higher. So and technically, when I say higher, I'm just talking about the yield, because some people would say that more money is going into them is moving them lower, which is higher, but I don't want to get you all discombobulated. Gold prices are higher. Powell delivered uh, his testimony basically at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 10 o'clock Eastern time. Testimony was very dovish, and he said uncertainties over trading global growth has basically dimmed his outlook. Now he didn't cut rates. He said that, you know, we're still using patience here, but you know, he fully endorsed the July rate cut potentially and did absolutely nothing to put the markets back from that expectation. So happy days are here again, right? Do 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 three thousand. Took five years to go from two thousand to three thousand. Oh, but you got dividends along the way too. That's worthy of note. Big winners across the board today, Chevron, American Express. It's, it's a, a wide-ranged rally. Cross-currents have reemerged, in the global markets have basically caused this. Uh, the United States president, the president of the United States, uh-oh, I might have had a stroke because I said that backwards. Um, he's talked about he wants the uh, dollar weekend, which, again, would help the market in the short term, but it makes us a global embarrassment in the long term. Do you want king dollar? Do you want king dollar or do you want pawn dollar? I don't want pawn dollar because then you don't have much way to go at that point. Um, there's talks about the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, trade deal. It, it's not done yet. It still needs to go to Congress. And there's some talks about will it get through, will it not get through. There's some people on the fence that the president would be wise to, how shall we say, coerce in love. Uh, to try to get it done so that it doesn't sit there and ultimately implode on them. Interesting note, McDonald's U.S. franchisees are asking for a Southern-style chicken sandwich to compete with Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, it's really ridiculous. I'm sorry, but I don't go to the church of Chick-fil-A, and yet I know people who, who practice and worship there. Some people think it's the best chicken on the planet. Some people think it's the best fast food on the planet. Ultimately, to me, I, I don't live... Like for instance, when the uh, Raptors beat the Warriors this year in the playoffs, I didn't cry, I didn't get upset because I don't play basketball for the, the Warriors. You see what I'm saying? That's just my thought. McDonald's carries chicken McNuggets and a chicken sandwich, but they have nothing, nothing to compete um, with Chick-fil-A. Southern, it's a southern chain, and their business continues to grow. And I, I think if you're a franchise, you, you're right to say, hey, uh, uh, um, uh, uh, we uh, we want to copy those guys. I love chickens. Chickens are my best friends. The housing shortage that fueled competition resulted in sky high price gains through twenty seventeen and the first half of twenty eighteen. It's on the horizon again of problems of IE rising. The number of sale listings, the number of for sale listings was up two point eight percent annually in June, but that was down from May's two point nine percent gain. Inventory gains began to slow this year from six point four percent growth to five point eight percent in February gains are continuing to slow throughout the spring and supply is now expected to flatten over the next three months and could hit its first decline um, in October. So the housing shortage should drive prices higher. The lower interest rates should make it more how shall we say affordable for people to afford homes, which should again push the prices higher. Um, mortgage rates are still pretty low, but so many homeowners refinanced their loans when rates were even lower that moving uh, would mean paying more for the same mortgage. People are kind of locked in their homes. I, I feel that way. I feel if I ever sell my home on the peninsula, I will never get back onto the peninsula. A, because I would have to afford it. And B, I would have to justify affording it and going, what is wrong with me? I got that stupid Prop 13 locked in at a million dollars. Now the house is worth two million. If I sell it and buy another one, I could carry it over, yes. But if I sell it, move, come back, I it doesn't carry over. All real estate is local, of course, so please consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks ever mentioned on this show, or any strategies may not be suitable for you. The two-year note fell from 1.92% to 1.85%. The 10-year note dropped from 2.10, 2.1% down to 2.04%. Rising oil prices is a a story out there, and a bump in energy-related stocks are following some bullish inventory data, i.e. there's a drawdown. We draw down our energy supplies, we have to refresh them. We're drawing them down for what reason? Are we smoking the oil? Are we taking baths in oil? Are we getting on planes and trains and automobiles and doing commerce? Now again, you may not think of it as doing commerce, but if you're driving Tahoe or Truckee or Oregon or L.A., you're doing commerce. So you're not sitting in your house watching Oprah Winfrey. So American Airlines raised its second quarter revenue guidance. It's a transportation stock. Oil and transportation kind of work on some level together. Sometimes it's a negative, but sometimes it's also seen as a positive. Because if we're, re- if we're using energy, we're probably consuming energy. If we're consuming energy, it's probably companies like American Airlines, FedEx, UPS, Union Pacific, Norfolk Southern. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Union Pacific, Norfolk Southern. Trains differ on region. Uh, Norfolk Southern may have, for instance, exposure to Mexico that you may or may not want. I don't know. I don't know. You know, when you're saying you're importing a lot of cars that are made in Mexico, how do they, how do they get imported? Do they drive over the border? No. They go on trains over the border. Worthy of note, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Going to be doing a big event, a huge event, huge, bigger than Donald Trump's hands, in fact, Thursday evening in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can sign up for the event by going to newfocusfinancial.com, newfocusfinancial.com, or robblack.com. Hit the code, uh, hit ready, retirement income and tax planning seminar. It's July 11th from 630 to 830 at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. I'd love to see you there. It's all about taxes and income, income and social security strategy and retirement and all the bright products and all the wrong products. Go to robblack.com or newfocusfinancial.com and use the code radio25. That's a couple days from now. Thursday, 6.30 8.30, RobBlack.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves, weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or biz. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. The underwear gnomes is what I want to talk about because... If you ever watch South Park, they talk about a lot of social issues pretty quickly. Whether it's the Kardashians, whether it's um, teaching schools, you get the idea, right? One of the ones they did was they satirized the common complaint that large corporations lack consciousness, conscious and basically drive seemingly wholesome, smaller independent companies out of business. The underwear gnomes or the underpant gnomes was a whole issue where they're basically talking about business. You look at companies like Facebook and Google, and Facebook and Google have two video platforms where they're trying to get influencers. YouTube calls them influencers. Facebook calls them creators to create content that we watch and they can sell ads into. You wonder why companies like Facebook can have hundreds and thousands of dollars of profit per employee. It's because other people are doing the hard work and they're just kind of, putting it all together, putting the puzzle together. That's one of the reasons. There's multiple reasons. But the underpants gnomes was fascinating because, you know, it talked about having a business plan. And the underpants gnomes said, phase one, collect underpants. Phase two, phase three, profit. And that's kind of what's happening in corporate America at this point in time. If you want to get... Um, down and dirty, and understand that large corporations lack scruples and drive seemingly wholesome smaller companies out of business. Um, It's the most fully developed defense of capitalism ever produced by the show. The episode challenged the stereotype that small businesses are public servants who truly care about their customers by portraying local business owner Mr. Tweak as greedier and having fewer scruples than the corporation he is challenging. The underpants gnomes and the business plan lacking a second stage like that in the pants. And then phase two, phase three, profit. Um, it's a lot of internet bubble companies. It's a lot of the, the the unicorns. We know that they can, you know, do the revenue and then you kinda skip something and then you kinda get to profit, right? One of the companies in the episode Underpants Gnomes was Harbucks, which is clearly Starbucks, right? Anyhow, I'm kinda digressing a bit, but I do want you to watch that episode if you get a chance to. Um, YouTube, Underpants Gnomes. Or Google it. <laughs> there I am sending money to YouTube, right? What's wrong with me? Nintendo unveiled a cheaper handheld console today called this $200. Well, it's not called the $200 Switch Lite, but it is the $200 Switch Lite. What's interesting about this is video games is big business. And when I was growing up, South Park wasn't around because it's only been around for 30 years, or it feels like 30 years. um The other one, the, um, da, 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 the Simpsons, has been around for 30 years. Um, But Thunderpants or South Park's been around for 20 plus years. We like cartoons in America. What's that tell you? Uh, I want to see a cartoon. So Nintendo said it's going to launch a newer, smaller, and cheaper Switch console this year it's going to be called the Switch Lite. What's interesting is, hey, didn't Microsoft just announce a new, more expensive Xbox? Didn't Sony just announce a new, more expensive um, uh, Sony PlayStation? And that plays into the Activision's electronic arts and didn't electronic arts just drop because uh, Epic Games and Fortnite's still doing well although there's been a big revival in minecraft minecraft hours spent playing is starting to kind of creep back up to compete with Fortnite for a long time in this quarter the champion microsoft's minecraft wait wait microsoft owns minecraft what 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 yeah they bought it and uh smart they say that playing minecraft is like got uh, digital legos for kids and i kind of agree with that uh, adding nintendo switch light to the lineup gives gamers more color and price point options on the lower end new consumers can now choose the system that best suits how they want to play the nintendo switch games switch Lite will come out september 20th it'll be a big seller it'll come out in yellow gray and turquoise um, unlike its predecessor nintendo switch which was launched back in 2017 Early two thousand seventeen, uh, like March, like that's a weird time to launch a game console. Don't you usually launch them in August or September so they're ready for Christmas? Uh-huh. Switch Lite's dedicated; it's dedicated hand gaming console, so it won't support a video connection televisions. The earlier version did, but again, it's it's a different price point. Nintendo's never tried to be the biggest, baddest machine. That's not their 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 goal. Their goal is to have the best, most iconic games uh, that are addictive. I would love to see Nintendo acquired by Apple. Mm -hmm. It seems like both companies care a boatload about content and quality. yeah, and some people are questioning whether Apple is losing their quality control. Nintendo's shares have risen about 40% this year. Now, you go to the bank and say, Mr. Bank, I want to get a 40% return on my cash. It ain't going to happen. You're smoking crack, they'll say. Get out of here. Crack is whack. You try to get your house that you just bought $4 million up to $1.4 in one year. Good luck with that. You see the S&P 500 hit an all-time high. Happy days are here again. Yes, 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 yes. That's my 100 pins call out. Yes, yes, yes. Do we want to play one more game? Yes, yes, yes. I miss Hunter Pence. He was uh, a fun guy to watch in the field. Kind of had that creepy, long, spidery leg movement thing going on. So other stories of note today, and believe it or not, there are other stories. (laughs) You wouldn't know by listening to this show, though, would you? Um, Apple has been misunderstood by the streets. I'm tying Apple together with a Nintendo with the underpants gnomes. What a segment. Rosemont Securities downgraded Apple to sell from neutral on uh, Monday citing the iPhone XS as the world's worst-selling phone models in the company's history. And uh, not all analysts are bearish ahead of Apple's third-quarter report. I just kind of want to give kind of the other side. I know a lot of people own shares of Apple. I own shares of Apple. I'm not trying to pump and dump or anything like that. I've owned it for 10 years. Um, as of March 25th, Apple unveiled Apple TV+. Plus as well as Apple News, as well as Apple Arcade Gaming Services. I've seen some of the games that are coming to the gaming service. They're, I don't know if I'm going to pay a, a subscription fee, but there's a ton of them if you like playing games. And again, that goes back to the Nintendo Switch, right? They're not debuting until September, and we're probably in a bit of a lull right now after that announcement. But it's not like Samsung, who makes foldable phones that crack almost instantly, or Google, who gives up on tablets, um, or Amazon, who's throwing everything against the you know the wall. Apple's got the watch and the AirPods. They're pretty solid as far as their ecology goes. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. I'll talk about stocks. CFP Chad and Burton will talk about retirement income and tax planning, Social Security, uh, 401ks in retirement, transitioning from wealth accumulation to wealth preservation. Talking about long-term care, you can sign up for the event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Ox Lodge by going to Rob Black's show, Rob Black's show, and using code RADIO25. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black's show. Listen to Rob Black and your money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220, KDOW. I'm Rob Black. Talking about the strange, strange world we live in. Markets are at all-time highs. Happy days are here again. You should take a look at your 401k on occasion. You don't have to look at it every day. And it should be near an all-time high. It doesn't have to be at an all-time high because you might have some international markets in there. Or you might have some bonds in there. Or you might have some cash dividends that have been sitting in cash in there. But you should be close to an all-time high. Let's bring in CFP Chad Burton. He's going to be at the big event Thursday evening at the Palo Alto Elks Lodge. And nowhere else but Palo Alto. Chad, is that a fair statement if people open up their statements or <laughs> open their statements? Who does that anymore? If anyone clicks on their links and looks at their financial institutions, they should see their 401k should be near an all-time high.
2: Yeah, if you're not getting the paper statements, then you should be getting at least quarterly statements by email. And if you don't see it, check your spam folder. Um, and Do you open your great statements? time to look at it.
1: Do you open your statements? You know, I,
2: I, I, I get the emails. So, you know, most okay. of what I have is... is uh, I, I try to save paper. This industry just is horrible on oh, yeah. paper with all of the prospectuses that's sent out and everything else. So I try to save paper.
1: Is it a prospectus or prospecti or prospectuses? You get Multiple,
2: I guess it's prospecti. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm know either. We had that conversation in the last twenty four years, huh? <laughs> I'm
1: gonna look. I'm gonna look it up, and I'll have the answer for you by tomorrow. Um, Great, big perfect. event coming up in Palo Alto. Give me a quick rundown of what you're going to be talking about tomorrow night. Yeah, so
2: this is, of, of all of the events that we do, because we do the you know 10 pillars of retirement income planning, we do retirement income, and then this one is retirement income and tax strategy. So this is definitely the most technical class that I teach, because we really get specific. You really have to learn how this new tax code works in order to keep your rates low, because they're despite this SALT limitation, the, the state and local income tax limitation on the federal return, even in California, we can get taxes pretty low if you blend income the right way. Um, so we talk about how do you blend income sources to keep your tax rates low? I talk about how much does retirement truly cost? because Who's right for this event? If you think you're within 10 years from retirement or you're in retirement already and you're trying to figure out you know, did I make the right decision? Do I still have enough, despite low interest rates and everything else? This is the event for you. So, how much does retirement cost? Uh, why timing the market matters in retirement. Not going in and out of cash, but you know, making sure that you have enough cash and income to live through market corrections. And then also, I do some things like missed opportunities. Why you need to get together with your advisor, your CPAs, the end of the year, not after the year is over, but say November, early December. And talk about some of the strategies that you can take advantage of.
1: So the strategy as George Bush would have said, I do miss him in some odd, goofy kind of way, how he would make up words. Um, big event Thursday night in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. You can easy parking, six thirty eight thirty. You can sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. Chad, does retirement cost more or less these days? all things considered.
2: Well, the, we're, we're seeing a, a little bit of a slowdown in health costs. We used to you know, be pretty adamant on using, say, 6% inflation on health care costs, and we've kind of brought some of those costs down to five. Nursing homes, we still run. If we're doing a, a projection, a what-if scenario on a financial plan, which everybody should do, especially if they have an the age difference in, uh, in a married couple, um, if we're saying, okay, let's, let's assume somebody goes into a nursing home at 75 for three to five years. What does that look like? How much is left over for the survivor? We're still you know using at least 5%. We'd always use six, and other health care costs are typically at 5%, um, but it, it really depends on how you want to live. I mean, Most people that have a really good time spend a little bit more in the first five to ten years of retirement, and then it slows down a little bit, and then their health care costs go up later. Um, so it's all relative to what your lifestyle is. Um, we're not seeing a lot of inflation on just everyday goods, right? Because we used to use, we used to use that example, Rob. How much? Who, who's paid more for a DVD player this year than in previous years? And now we're like, nobody <laughs> has a DVD player. They, they have Netflix, right? So, or so, so we're certain streaming things or have Apple when they and buy on cloud. Yeah, exactly. Um, So it really depends on on what you want your life to be like, and and that really takes some planning. I mean, sometimes when people are getting ready to retire and they've been used to working 50, 60 hours a week, you you almost need some therapy to say, what is going to get you out of it? What's going to be your daily routine? Because if you retire without a daily routine, stuff that you're passionate about, you're probably going to be a little bit miserable until you find your way.
1: Finding your way, I like that. There's something about that in retirement planning that I kind of speaks to me. Um, what about, what do you mean by blending income? Because is that, what, what does that mean?
2: Um, well, so if you luckily have different income sources where you have, you know, some, you've invested outside of retirement accounts, so you have some mutual funds or stocks from your, your ESPP plan or whatever it may be. Um, so when you sell those items, you have some capital gain income and you have some dividend income. So dividends from companies like Apple and Cisco and Microsoft it, it, those dividends are qualified dividends. They run through the capital gains tax bracket. And anything that you've held over a year and you go to sell it and trim some of the gains, those run through the capital gains tax bracket. That's a very different bracket from ordinary income brackets that your IRA income will go through, any interest from cash in the bank will go through, um, you know, your taxable amount of your rental property, most people, 85% of their Social Security is taxable. So you have these two, these dueling tax brackets. And... and They can affect one another, but if you retire and you take one year, you might take some IRA income or do some IRA Roth conversions. The next year, you might sell a bunch of stock at Capital Gains Bracket to create enough income to last another year or two. You can alternate income sources or blend them and keep rates really, really low.
1: That's kind of nice to hear, Um, positive. Back to your first questioner. I just want to make a point. I paid more inefficiently in taxes last year than I ever have before, so I need to get on this stuff myself. If you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. What's the missed opportunity that you're going to cover this event? Because there's an <laughs> there's a uh, Craigslist has a kind of a social thing called missed opportunities where you see someone on a train and you're trying to find them and you're trying to look for love and there's some stuff on Craigslist you don't want to see, but that's a cute one. What does missed opportunity mean <laughs> for you?
2: Yeah, do you? Well
1: I think they even made a movie on it.
2: Yeah, and there's a I can't remember that song there's a whole song about a guy seeing a girl on a subway, right? And I should have smiled at her or something like that. The missed opportunities have to do with people all, almost always have room in existing tax brackets towards the end of the year where they could take yeah. the money out of their IRA, convert it to a Roth at the same bracket they're always gonna be at. So that's one Roth conversions where you're shifting money from a fully taxable account to an account that's gonna grow tax free for the rest of your lives. And the rest of your heirs' lives. Um, There's also other opportunities. Let's say you're over 70 and a half and you're gifting to charity and you have an IRA and you're doing all this other stuff. You could switch so that you're gifting your required minimum distributions to your favorite church or charity, which frees up and reduces a bunch of your taxes to do other things like Roth conversions. We also see a lot where people get worried about selling stock, Rob. They have too much stock in a certain company or a certain sector because they worked in that area, and they're always afraid to sell because they don't want to pay taxes. But the way the capital gains bracket works is you might have room in some instances to sell at a much lower rate than you think because of the way the capital gains brackets work. So I give pretty specific examples. It's hard to talk about it on air too much, but really specific examples of how, um, you know, it's, It's every year you should be looking at rebalancing your portfolio and what are your tax strategies. It's more important in retirement than it is when you're building wealth and you're just buying stocks all the time. The most important thing is to continue to save, save, save when you're building wealth and buy assets. But it's a little bit more strategic, as you just said, um, once you get into retirement.
1: Once that word gets into your head, you never will forget it. I promise. No, I know. Strategic. Oh. Anyway, will big event.
2: What will Farrow's oh, Bush yeah. impressions are the best.
1: Uh, yeah, you can probably still find it out there, too. Nice thing about YouTube. Uh, Google makes a ton of money off of people like me and you with our fond memories. Um, right. Big event Thursday night. You can go to newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com. There's a lot of downloadables when you're there. You can sign up for the downloadables, get all of them all at once. Um, and you can also sign up for the event, newfocusfinancial.com, Thursday 6, Thursday, 30, in Palo Alto. Now. Let's talk about the new bill that passed the House regarding killing the stretch IRA. How's that going to change planning, and what was the stretch IRA? Sounds painful.
2: Well, it's still there. So I, I rarely talk about stuff that hasn't passed fully through Congress, because there's so many bills constantly going through, and I get questions on them, and then it's just worthless to kind of even research them until they've passed both the House and the Senate. But this one's making some pretty decent headway. And the issue here is that if you name beneficiaries correctly on your IRAs, you can, uh, you know, first of all, your spouse, if you pass away, your spouse has the option to keep it in an inherited IRA or roll it into their own IRA. But you could leave it to your kids or your grandkids, and they can roll it into an inherited IRA and continue the tax deferral over their entire lifetime. So that means that money stays deferred, and the government has to wait for their taxes over multiple generations in some cases. And so what the IRS is trying to do to, to, to deal with that issue and the lack of income from you know, taxes on the IRA, what they're doing is trying to make it so that all of that money has to be taxed within 10 years. So, that's a big issue. Um, first of all, it's going to put off your required minimum distributions, potentially. Now, this again, this is not passed. So, right now, you have to take money out of your IRAs and 401ks at 70 and a half, even though you don't want to, but it could push that time frame off to a later period, but kill the stretch IRA. And if that changes, the biggest issue is everybody having that has a large IRAs will have to redo their estate plan. So, if it passes, I'll talk a lot about it on the show.
1: And taxes are so individual, it's tough to pull off on radio, but it's great in person, and Chad will be there. Other financial planners from New Focus will be at the event. Thursday night, 6.30 to 8.30 in Palo Alto at the Elks Lodge. Go to newfocusfinancial.com right now. Sign up for the event. Use the code RADIO25. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. One area that I'm a not a huge fan of, and maybe I should be, is people screaming boycotts. There's a big story out there today about Home Depot and one of the co-founders and how he's a Republican donor. And Democrats are screaming, boycott, boycott, Home Depot. He hasn't been with a company for 20 years or 15 years. I hate people who scream boycotts. I, I I get it. Speak with your mouth. I get it. Put your money where your mouth is. I get it. But then I think, started thinking about the employees at Home Depot, and I go, ooh, that's not good. Because I know corporate America ain't going to, you know, if they lose sales, they fire people. President Trump took to Twitter on Tuesday night in support of Home Depot, because it turns out this co-founder, Bernie Marcus... He plans to back Trump's reelection bid. He says he's a truly great, patriotic, and charitable man. He's 90 years old, and he deserves a little respect, my buddy. He said, they don't want people to shop at great stores, Trump tweeted, because Marcus contributed to your favorite president, me. I love people who refer to themselves in third person. That's awesome. But um, I think, long story short, obviously, the guy's worth $9.5 billion, and he can do whatever he wants with his money, in theory. I'm not a big fan of boycotting, you know, if it's going to hurt the average person versus hurt the nine and a half billion dollar man or five point nine billion dollar man. I am dyslexic today. Anyhow, I think you see where I'm going out with that. I hope you do. Um, and again, I could be wrong. I don't know. How do you, how do you boycott a 90 year old man who's not at the company anymore? How do you protest it? <laughs> he deserves <laughs> a little respect, my buddy. Oh, getting old is no fun. I will say that again and again and again and again. That sound clip makes me so happy every time I hear it. Um, when I got into radio 20 plus years ago, I once said something that I never thought I would be that person, but I am. Old people hate paying taxes. And when I said it, I was so far away from being old and now I'm so close to being old that it's not, I'm not going to say the word alarming, but it's, it's on my head. I think that's fair to say. Um, And that's one of the things CFP Chad Burtz is going to talk about at the big seminar. He's going to talk about um, taxes and Social Security. I got an email from Social Security this morning saying, hey, don't forget to review your Social Security statement at ssa.gov. I think everyone should. I think my my board op should. He's worked in the system. He's paid into Social Security. He should see what he's on projection to get. And every four or five years, he should look again. And then once he gets to my age, he should start thinking, right now he's 25-ish. When he gets up 40, 45, 50, 55, 60, 65, 70, 75, 80, when he gets to 40, 40 to 45, 50, he should start looking at, I mean, he should really say, ah, I see how much I'm going to get in retirement. I know that I'm going to get this, and he's going to be sadly, sadly, or sorely, sorely disappointed, or sadly, sadly disappointed. I don't know how that works. Give me a break. Markets opened at an all-time high today. And again, it's like a, a bad 1970s song. At an all time high. So, um, pulled off a little bit. Uh, Do we close at all time highs? I don't care. Regardless, I'm at least 10 to 20 years away from retirement. 10 if I want to be aggressive, 20 if I want to be conservative. I think you should look at it that way. Um, I don't care that we're at all time highs. I I appreciate it, uh, but I don't really ultimately care. So it would be wrong of me to send the message that the markets go up seven out of 10 years and not say to myself, hey, I just said that. I need to live by that. You know, Are we due for a 10% or 20% correction? You betcha. Could it be a 30% if it starts getting out of control? Yeah. So I wish I had some Minnesota in, in my background. but I don't, but I wish I did. Um, let's talk about the top stories of the day, shall we? The markets are responding to the Fed Chair Powell's prepared remarks to Congress. Investors expect Fed, the Fed to cut rates, as Mr. Powell says, at risk to weak inflation will we'll be more persistent than the Fed anticipates. Broad-based advance in the S&P, the NASDAQ, the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Everything's strong today except for utilities. Um, Federal Reserve chairman did say something kind of interesting today about Facebook, You know, their cryptocurrency. It's not called the Cuba Libra, but I, I want to call it the Cuba Libra, which I think is a rum or something like that, a rum drink. Uh, But he says uh, Libra does raise serious concerns regarding privacy, financial stability, and money laundering. It also gives people who are in poor countries who have dictators who do crazy, stupid things to money, it gives them some security on their their money, but I'm not 100% sure. We're still going to have to see how that plays out. Deutsche Bank uh, is firing a lot of people. Wall Street loves it when people get fired. It's an odd thing to say, but the more I tell you these things, I think the, the better prepared you are. Amazon is gaining in deliveries at the post office's expense. I once made the mistake of, you know, everyone has an opinion of the post office and everyone has an opinion of the DMV and the employees that work there. Uh, movies have made them into literally sloths, three-toed sloth. Um, and that's not a fair statement, but it's kind of a cultural kind of bad assumption or kind of bad caricature but amazon prime members can receive some packages in one day instead of two and the expense is the u.s postal service so growth and volume of parcels delivered by the post office dropped t- from 21 percent in 2016 to six percent in 2018 um, the post office is one of those companies that that's not set up correctly its its profits are not sent to the pensions correctly so we're gonna be hearing about that down the road again Anyhow and anyway, I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. Big event coming up Thursday. That's tomorrow, 6.30 to 8.30 in Palo Alto. I'm going to go over stocks. Chad's going to go over financial planning issues tied towards income and retirement. You need to have income more than Social Security. Otherwise, your, so, your retirement's going to be not, no bueno. Um, beef and cheese burrito. No cheese. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find the event at Rob Black Show. Use the code RADIO25 to sign in for
0: free.